0: What is going up, guys? It is Bryson NFL here, here with, at the real Alper on Twitter, here with my man Brett Alonzo's at school, it's orientation week, he's doing freshman things, so we're going to leave him alone, but we're here with Brett the man, so what's up, Brett?
1: How you doing, guys? It's my first time making a podcast. I don't know how good I'm going to be, but I mean, it's the Pats, so I guess we'll find out. But we're definitely going to be better than the Patriots
0: defense, I can tell you that right now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> all right. So to start off with, um Josh Fucking Gordon. You know, I just want to say, all off season, we've been we've been Bible studying for players. We even sucked some dick. That wasn't very good, but it worked out this time. Josh Gordon's with the Patriots. They swap a fifth for a seventh, so nothing at all. Basically, really low risk. A deep threat, Yak King. You get him for two years of control. He's a restricted free agent after next year, so. Jesus Christ, you free the field, you get Gronk Edelman and Gordon. I mean, if this works out, he could potentially be a top one receiver with Tom Brady, and that is not
1: probably what do you think I'm, I mean, I think he's going to be great he's actually he's a one of specific receiver that we could get. He has height six three I mean we don't really have a receiver like that, and his speed he's almost as fast if not faster than Philip Dorsett. and Dorset so far has been great he has put hogan basically under the radar like you know what i mean he is hogan has just like been invisible the whole entire time yeah right except
0: for when he fathered ramsey yesterday yeah he
1: i mean ramsey was non-existent we i mean the whole time we just saw pressure getting to brady and that one play hogan burnt jalen ramsey
0: Yeah, we absolutely love it. But if Josh Gordon can stay clean here, I mean, I don't think we understand what kind of things that Josh Gordon's going to do for this offense. I don't think we really quite get it yet. If you you think Brandon Cooks had a massive effect on the Patriots' offense, which he did, now imagine Brandon Cooks is 6'3", 245, pure muscle, probably the biggest, fastest guy I've ever seen in my entire life. No, I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) With Julian Edelman, with Gronk, with James White. I mean, Jesus Christ, this is, and you know what, this is what we need because yesterday in the game, I mean, I, we only have four, three, we have three receivers really counting Patterson. It was hot. We don't, it's a numbers game. The guys get tired. I mean, just for a numbers sake and you get a one and you get a number one, like, thank you, Belichick. Oh my God. And I'm,
1: I mean, trading for a fifth round pick, if he, doesn't work out we still get we get a seventh round pick back so it's not really a high risk i think it's perfect for us i mean we made the trade and i'm so glad we did i have been literally going to twitter
0: Uh, i was so excited i don't even remember the last time i was this excited it was almost the opposite of when Gronk was about to get traded and I was just sitting in my living room, just hold, clutching my phone, shaking, crying. <laughs> it was just literally the opposite of that. I wanted to jump in the air. I actually wasn't in class. I was home. So I actually got to experience the whole Josh Gordon to the Patriots notification. Holy shit. I was
1: sitting in, I was sitting in class and I just get my notification on my phone and it says the Patriots are about to finalize a trade with Josh Gordon. And I'm sitting here like, oh my God, is this really about to happen? Because I remember – I think it was 2016 when he was still suspended and he was tweeting out like what team should I go to or something. And we were all saying like, let's go to the Pat, go to the Pat's please. And he would favorite every single one. I'd be like, Hey, maybe it'll happen. And finally two years later, I'm so excited. That grunk when grunk was about to be traded though. I, I remember I was in an airport and I'm sitting there like waiting for my luggage and just putting my head down. Super sad. I'm like, this is really over. This is absolutely going to be over. And Thankfully, Gronk said, I'm not playing for any other team but the Pats.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure, man. That was definitely definitely a bad time, and this is definitely a good time. Like I said, I don't think we understand what Josh Gordon's going to do just yet. And it's important to note that he came back into a Browns offense he didn't even know and put up numbers. So I don't really think he's going to have a hard time adapting to the playbook. I don't think it'll take all too long, honestly. I'm being serious. I don't think it'll take too long. I think he'll get acquainted pretty soon. And if not, even this week, he
1: might, have, he might get 10 to 15 snaps at minimum, I would say. Yeah, as long as that hamstring is good to go. I mean, you saw him in week one. He had that one catch. I think – I don't remember if it was to put him up or tie it, but he literally mussed the hell out of that defensive back. And, I mean, when, you, when Tom Brady's throwing you the ball, as long as he puts it on that highest point, Josh Gordon's got the hands to catch it.
0: What do you think Matt Patricia thinks about Josh Gordon? He's got to prepare for him this week. Is he I crying? Is He's he probably trying to, crying.
1: He's probably he,
0: so pissed. Is he doing rocket equations to try to sum up <laughs> A, A, plus A squared
1: plus B squared equals the Pythagorean theorem of negative <laughs> squared four root of six? I think he might actually take that pencil out from his ear and actually start writing something down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening. Josh Gordon.
1: Bad for your secondaries. I just, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, if I would say, I, I don't know if you saw that tweet from last year with the Giants, where he's like, "I feel bad I for your secondaries." Yeah, I, I feel bad for your secondaries.
0: I feel bad for your secondaries, boys. <laughs> All right, Brett. I'm hit you. With, I'm gonna hit you with something. Okay. I got you. I'm gonna tell you a little story. Okay. All right. So, so yesterday right, we're watching the game, Mm -hmm. the Patriots get caught with their pants down, okay? Uh, You're a young guy, so I don't know if you remember this, but the last time the Pats looked this naked and afraid, it was two games ago, Super Bowl 52, (laughs) and I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, sure, Bryson, but what about Chandler Jones at the police station? And to that, I say, touche, but if you remember, if you remember the game before the Super Bowl, it was Jacksonville owning our defense. They got conservative. They bailed us (laughs) out. This was this was that literally all over again. The the Patriots' scheme is designed to keep things in front. The Jaguars attacked us horizontally, which is what Casey did, which is what the Eagles did, which is what J- Jacksonville did last year. We played zone. They dumped it off to Corey Grant. I told you all about Corey Grant, by the yep. way. They dumped it off to Corey Grant. We played man. They went crossers. Eric was terrible. The linebackers looked really slow, horizontally off, obviously. Gilmore was literally the only bright side. Adrian Claiborne needs to get the fuck off the field and learn how to set an edge. I don't know what the fuck
1: Adrian Claiborne was doing. I, when we signed him in March, I thought that was going to be a great signing. He, he played great for the Falcons. He was getting sacks like a decent amount of sacks a season. He would always get a rush, and last yesterday he had what one pressure on the quarterback, maybe one QB hit. Like, what is he doing out here? Yeah,
0: it wasn't even worth it because I counted five times he rushed past
1: the quarterback and let Blake Bortles rush for a first down. We need to put a spy in place the whole entire time. I, it was one play. I, it might have been mid quarter. Third quarter, he ran the ball, and the spy just literally watched him and then went to go cover and just let Bortles take off for probably 15 yards. It happened so many times.
0: Hey, you know who would have been a good spy? Marquise Flowers. You know who's not a good spy? Alandon Roberts. Yep. A
1: Landon Roberts, yep. Landon Roberts he's, he, can, he cannot cover at all
0: there's not much Alandon Roberts can do. He's like – he's 30% of the time he hits the right hole and the other percent of the time he hits the wrong hole. And the other percent of the time you see an offensive lineman pancaking him on the second level. Mm. He is absolutely terrible. Uh, he doesn't really play special teams. So I'll ne- I will never understand Elandon Roberts over Marquise Flowers. Hey, he might be the next Jordan Richards. I don't know. He already is. He's fucking <laughs> terrible. I can just tell you that right now. And And what really exaggerated uh. – claiborne's badness was flowers got hurt yeah Wise broke his fucking hand or broke his finger what or happened
1: during that wise play i was watching the game and he got injured and he just literally just stood there he put his head down stood there right in front of the center and nothing else happened he just let the play go he must have been his hand must have hurt so fucking bad that he just took well, the himself thing- out
0: yeah, the thing about it is that you saw the trainer put a towel over it, and this usually tells people, um, this thing is really bad. Please no one look at it. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing he gruesomely Dis- broke a finger. Or maybe, or maybe dislocated it. it. Yeah, maybe he broke his wrist. He has, like, a compound fracture. There's bone sticking out. I have no idea. Either way, it's not good because if Wise and Flowers can't go, you've got Davis who played – terrible. He played all right in week one against Houston. I mean, everybody, everybody
1: played pretty good in week one. Yeah. Well,
0: Houston sucks. It made me, I think we can, we figure that out. Yeah.
1: It made me actually think that it wasn't Patricia or it was Patricia's fault at all. And blind Brian Flores is the new man. And this week I was just like, and we're back to square one. We are back to where we were the past pretty much four years.
0: Right. Well, like I was saying earlier, the the problem with the Patriots' defense is just really scheme. Try to keep everything in front of you, mm-hmm. and the, when offenses attack us horizontally, it's just. And they had an the thing is they had an whole off season to prepare yeah. to try to combat combat for this to prepare for this, and then in week two we see the Eagles' game plan getting shoved
1: back in our ass.
0: Yeah. The Jags, yeah,
1: so I mean the Jags, they ran probably drag routes almost every play and we played pretty good on first and second down and it would be third and seven third and six third and eight and we would see a crossing route and right away first down they I think they were six for seven or seven for eight on third down conversions and Bortles was seven for seven passing
0: yeah Bortles were good uh dudes were wide open uh- Really hard for the corners and linebackers, like I said. My man, Eric Rowe, had a hellacious first quarter. <laughs> he got benched. I don't think – I don't really think it was just – I don't think – I think it was a little too early to bench Eric Rowe. He wasn't very good out there, but hey, you tried J-Mac to, came in.
1: You tried to call for him all offseason. I was telling you, he is only good in the slot. And – Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> TBD, to be determined. Yep. It's week two. It's week two. But er- – uh, virtually every corner was terrible except for Gilmore. And he, he got beat his fair amount of times. But I think he was still three for seven for 30 yards, TD, and a couple pass defenses. But Gilmore, I mean, Kyle Van Noy had a good game. KVN had a great but game. Where, but everyone else virtually. John Jones gave up one completion, but it was for 60 some yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I'll, I just want to apologize to our boy Gronky from Patchett. Oh, my God because he said should I start Phil Dorsett or should I start D.D. Westbrook and I'm like dude John Jones is locking Westbrook's ass up plus Phil Dorsett's gonna be all he's gonna have his fingerprints all over this game plan he's gonna be in the slot he's gonna be working those linebackers like they did last year in the AFC championship game but it ended up not working that way and I think he won anyway so he can he can just cry for me but um, yeah, I'm sorry for that, but yeah,
1: hey, I I lost my week because I benched Dorsett for Robbie Anderson. I figured we're playing the Jags, they're gonna play they're gonna play up on Dorsett. He's not gonna get that many passes, and Robbie Anderson's playing the Dolphins. Like the Dolphins defense is terrible, and Anderson got me probably I think two points, and Dorsett had eight, and I am currently down point four, or no, I'm currently up point four, and the opponent I'm playing has the Bears defense. So I'm done. Yeah.
0: Well, I actually did a 14 parlay yesterday and it was Patriots money line. Uh, I'm trying to remember Panthers plus seven uh chiefs plus six. And then I had, I had another one. I don't, I'm not remembering right now, but I, I won on all of them. I pushed on the Panthers bet and I was like, Oh, for sure. It all comes down to the Patriots. No fucking shot
1: they're going to lose to the Jaguars. And what do you know? Yep. What do you know? That's why whenever I make a parlay, I just stay away from the Patriots. We hate it. I, I swear Belichick, even when we win, Belichick will try to not cover the spread every single time. It spreads three and a half. He'll win by three.
0: Well, the thing was, I saw a I saw a tweet about how great Tom Brady is against the spread. He's like better against the spread than most quarterbacks are. Yeah, I think I saw it. as their winning record. And I was like, oh man, yep. And but then I saw some, you know, uh, the Patriots don't play way well in hot weather. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, and then I didn't listen. I mean, so. it,
1: it's something about that Florida weather. He's just not. He's just not good in Florida.
0: You know what? Fuck Florida. They have they have people on <laughs> whatever that drug was eating each other's faces. Um, mm-hmm. Like some. Weird shit happens in Florida, okay? That
1: was probably one of the scariest things. I was in eighth grade at the time when that dude ate his face, and I really thought a zombie apocalypse was probably going (laughs) to (laughs) happen.
0: Well, well, uh, there was one. uh, There was one specific drug, and this guy got naked and jumped through the back of someone's fucking (laughs) uh, windshield, like just busted through while he was naked and just got out and ran from the cops, so... So you, can, if if you're ever gonna bet Patriots in Florida, like I hope the Patriots never play a Super Bowl in Florida.
1: I mean, didn't we win or one or any Florida? other game
0: in Florida? Well, I don't, didn't I don't want to see it again.
1: Didn't we beat the Panthers in Florida, or was that in Reliant Stadium?
0: I don't remember, uh, but if it was in Florida, I'm gonna say we lost, even though yeah, we won. probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk a little offense here since we're getting to Phil Dorsett a little bit. Gotcha. So. The the Patriots offense looked a lot different than I speculated. I don't know if you listened to the last pod, but I, you probably know I predicted the Pats to definitely win, and I thought 20 would be enough, but yeah, definitely wasn't. And the thing about the Patriots offense is I, I, I thought there was no way that they were going to just line up Dorsett and Hogan out wide. I thought they would tighten the formations, get some rub routes going like they did last year, mm. but... It just didn't work out that way. Uh, Hollister only played 14 snaps. He looked well. He looked – ar- Yeah, I mean, Hollister's a, Hollister's a decent player. He's gotten a lot better. I know he's dealing with a hamstring injury. but Yeah, he, I mean, he's a solid really, backup
1: for Gronk. Like, he gets his catches. He caught, what, two or three passes. Like, he's a yeah, solid back. I mean, he probably needs to get a little better on the blocking side, but otherwise.
0: Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, Brett – Hollister is better than Dwayne Allen, who makes $3.8 million. That, I just that, say that right is now, true. I just want to say uh, that's fucking deplorable. Dwayne Allen is fucking deplorable. You're playing. You're paying Dwayne Allen more than Julian Edelman to play 13 snaps in a game where you need receivers. You need guys to make plays. And again, here we are, another podcast, and I'm talking about fuck Dwayne Allen, but I mean it because this is terrible. And the, And you can tell me yeah the it doesn't matter they they wouldn't have used this money for Dola anyway. They had money for dola that's not the <laughs> point the point The point is that you could have signed Dola, cut Dwayne Allen for five million seven point five million next year by the way oh, and, God. and and even then, if you know they talked they reduced his salary from five to three point eight, which is still extremely high for a backup blocking tight end. who's now the third tight end yeah he's he's now the third he's the third tight end man. It's just ridiculous. And, he
1: <clears throat> he is just literal trash. He can't really catch. He can't really. He block. can't catch at all. He's man. slow as hell. He's slow. Yep. I mean, there's no wonder the, why he got demoted to third string.
0: You know, there was a pass last year in the Miami game. I want to say it was the debacle in Miami game oh, where Dwayne God. Allen catches Dwayne Allen catches the ball in the flat, and there's a still picture of him. And he's literally tilted like he's about to fall over. And it was a three yard pass from the flat. And he, could, he was falling, tripping over his own fucking feet. I mean, the, the thing about it is you could cut Dwayne Allen's salary and roll it over into next year mm-hmm. or, or it, the trade deadline. If you wanted to trade for another putt, let's say for some crazy reason. Bobby Wagner becomes available at the deadline because the Seahawks really, really suck. Yeah. It, you need to make, you need to make that money and you'd have to cut guys like Dwayne Allen. And, I, and that's why I would propose why is Dwayne Allen on
1: the team? Oh, I totally understand that. I think we should use him as trade bait. I mean, I don't really see anybody wanting Dwayne Allen. If you look at all the teams, they don't really, nobody needs a tight end. I don't think, I mean, Colts have Jack
0: Doyle. Mm-hmm. Um, They're not trading back for Dwayne Allen. Yeah, yeah. they 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 fleece us on that one. They don't want Dwayne yeah. Allen back. Hey, we got we got Dorsett out of it. <laughs> yeah, looking <laughs> back, I'm looking back. Uh, I'm shocked that the Colts didn't have to pay us to give us Dwayne Allen. Oh yeah,
1: I mean they just threw him in there. But, I mean I wish we still had I wish we still had Jacoby a little bit.
0: Yeah, he's uh. He's definitely better than Hoyer.
1: Hoyer, uh, I if if Brady ever gets hurt, we're we're fucked. fucked. We're fucked.
0: I'm fucked, man. You're totally right about that. Brady carries this franchise, homie. But the other thing I notice about the offense is uh, the Waddle uh, sucks. Oh, he needs Waddle is. He needs to waddle his ass to the sideline, and Marcus Cannon needs to get his fucking ass back on the field. We missed because... Marcus
1: Cannon so much yesterday. We might have won the game if, yep. if Waddle didn't let up that strip sack. That's true. And another thing, like I just, what you were saying about the Dwayne Allen play, if Cordell Patterson catches that in stride and actually doesn't fall on his ass, he has one man to beat, and he's probably going to go for 30-plus 30, 30 yards. And that's a total game-changer.
0: Yeah, someone once put it to me. The only thing separating Cordero Patterson and the Hall of Fame is rare stupidity. Yeah, he
1: has raw talent. He just doesn't – he does not know how to use it.
0: He is – uh yeah, he's definitely something else. There's a reason why we said we had two and a half wide receivers going into <laughs> going into this year is because he's literally half. You know, the funniest part about training camp is everyone looks in looks good in training camp. Yep. You know, Cordero Patterson's catching this pass. He looks really good. Dwayne Allen looks fast. Dwayne Allen looks looks a lot better. He's going to be a lot better. Cordero Patterson's going to have 50 catches, blah 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 blah.
1: And now here we are. Yep. And I mean, they've got tired of him being receiver that with his speed they've moved him to running back he lined up in probably next to brady in the shotgun probably four or five times and i mean decent but we need him as a rod receiver we need receivers until week five when edelman comes back we don't because we have josh well there we go
0: there we go let's (laughs) go but the other thing from the game uh sony michelle made his appearance he had some good runs. He didn't look great in, in pass pro and and uh, in, in catching passes and running routes. Mm. He sort of under under ran a route. I know uh, McDaniels and Brady gone on to him, but I think Sony's going to be good. I don't think he'll be great, but I think he's going to be good, and I think he'll be the be- he'll easily be the best runner on the team.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, with our offense, we could use a running back like the exact way we used Blunt a couple years ago. Put him at the goal line and just literally run up the middle. And all we need Michelle to do is just get four yards because when Edelman comes back, our running plays are literally just quick outs, quick plays right to James White or Edelman. And we get three yards every single play. And those are our running plays. So Michelle's, I mean, we're going to have Michelle just do what he needs to do, get those couple yards, and hopefully it'll be good.
0: Yeah, the thing about Michelle is he had a, he had passes at Georgia where he would just catch a ball in stride and look really well. <laughs> and I think he, he's got some working to do on his feet, but I think he'll be good. I think yeah. he'll, he'll end up being good. He'll, he'll improve. Uh, he's probably he, – he didn't have a whole training camp. I know I complained about him a little bit, but he,
1: he didn't have a whole camp. This was his first game back mm. against the Jags. So, he'll get better. He'll get better. I mean, it's his first game back. He's he's looked a little bit slower. I mean, that injury might still be a little bit – with his knee and everything, but as the year progresses, he might get comfortable in the position, and you know the rest.
0: Yeah, I thought he looked way faster
1: than Burkhead. I don't know what happened to Burkhead. He played the first quarter, and then we we saw him once the game was over in the fourth quarter. Like, he came out of nowhere, and I was just like, oh, shit, Burkhead's back.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with Burkhead. I know Jeff Howell said the Patriots thought he would be a superstar before the year, but – I don't think it's gonna turn out that way. This is this is James White's team, man. James White dominated the Jaguars. James White looked amazing, and he, I I was not always the biggest James White fan. Oh, you know, I remember there were times last, last year when I was you know, I wouldn't complain about him, but I just I knew he was a you know a really great receiving back. Yeah. But he's shown he's shown strides in the run game, and he's he absolutely dominated that Jaguars game. He had a hundred some yards.
1: Oh yeah, he had probably I think it was he had seven catches and what was it 70 yards rece- receiving yards and 38 yards had, running something like that i think he had 100 i think he had 100 some yards man i don't know he, i drafted him on my fantasy and pretty much my whole entire league ripped me and it's a ppr league so i was like just w- just wait these first 4 weeks james white is going to catch plus 5 catches he is going to be tom brady's favorite target and i love i just i love him I remember three uh, – when did he come on the team? Three years ago? Two years ago? Because we had uh, Dion Lewis, and it was between Deion Lewis and James White, and I was like, I'm all Deion Lewis. I mean, why would you ever get rid of Dion Lewis?
0: Yeah, I think James White's first year, he kind of kind of set the bench a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what season it was. I think that was the year Dion got hurt. 20 – He got hurt – I don't remember now.
1: He got hurt in 20 – The year before that. He, he, you got no, it in 2016, he, wasn't it? Yeah, James James White was on the team,
0: I think. Vereen's last year. God,
1: I'm. I'm 2014,
0: 2015. When we, they all run together on that. When it's we hard.
1: when we lost Vereen, I was like, "What are we gonna do?" And that's one thing. Like you saw how Vereen played with the Giants; they had no idea how to use Dion Lewis. They would run draw plays with him almost every single play, and I didn't see Eli throw to him once. And that's just how good it shows you how good Tom Brady is.
0: Yeah, I actually have an affinity for Shane Vereen because I just love that twenty fourteen fifteen like with all my heart. Like every single oh, game, yes. I went I went the thing is I went to the Super Bowl, so I got to experience it. Oh I, wow. I I watched I watched that game over and over. I've probably seen it twenty five times and to this mm-hmm. day if I see if if you give me a still frame of the play I can tell you what happened because I watched it so many times. I, mean, I And I love – Shane Vereen dominated that game, absolutely
1: dominated. That one-handed catch. When he caught that, yep. I was like, we're going to win this game. And that season, I mean, I went to a bunch of games that season. I went to the Jets game in MetLife. Um, I went to the Ravens-Patriots game where Edelman threw that pass to Amendola. I have never heard Gillette Stadium that loud in my life. I remember it was – probably 5, 10 degrees. I'm freezing my ass off. We're down by 14 points. And I'm like, great. Our season was really good, and we got to the playoffs, and we're going to get worked by the Ravens again. (laughs) And then I just remember – go go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. And I remember the exact play, and everybody was sad. And Edelman came on a bubble screen, and he went super far back. And I'm like, what is this man doing? It's a screen pass. Go upfield. And then I see – I look downfield and I see Amendola just wait, putting his hand up and getting ready for the pass. I'm like, is he about to throw this? And it was a dime. And the whole crowd went insane. It was one of yeah, the, the coolest thing experiences. About... <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. The
0: thing about that game was is we were trying to decide if we wanted to buy tickets. And it was after the Colts game. And we were playing the Ravens, and we were like, yep, yeah, let's just do it. Let's buy the tickets before, the, before they play. So I almost peed my pants. They were down 14 <laughs> twice. Yeah. I did not even move. I was so traumatized. We were, te- we were texting, like, oh, who are we going to root for, the Seahawks or the Ravens, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. Wait, no, no actually, yeah. It was, we were talking, we about, were the the, the, we're talking
1: about the, the Colts. I actually went to the plate game, game too.
0: Yeah, that was actually I that. went I went to but the divisional we game
1: about- and the championship game.
0: Man, that's dope. Well, yeah. we 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 were talking about that. We we're going to root for the Colts. we were going to root for the Seahawks. Who are going to root for? And I was just so traumatized But they came back, and, oh, my God, I, I love that season so much. That's my favorite
1: season. Oh, by far. It was because I, I became a Patriots fan probably when I was in third grade, and this was 2006. So the first, like, I watched a little bit when they beat the Ravens the first time, but I was so young. I didn't know what I was doing. But I my first game I stayed up for was the Colts game, and I was just devastated. And then we made it back to the Giants, and then I had to wait seven years, and then 2014 was just the greatest time of my life. Uh, yes, beautiful. I might actually just watch it <laughs> <laughs> for the 25th time. We were watching. We were actually watching the Seahawks Broncos game earlier, and I can't stand Peyton Manning. I hate him so much. Uh, I I don't know why, but.
0: We hate Peyton Manning uh, on this podcast. Dirty are. cheater,
1: HGH taken motherfucker.
0: Dirty cheater, Enough Dirty said. cheater. Uh, something else that I wrote down. I want to talk about. How about the? There was a one decision where the Patriots. I think it was like fourth and six. They were in field goal range, and the Patriots. The Patriots didn't go for it. They kicked the field goal. But at the time, I thought they really should have gone for it because they were really close. And then another time. When it was – I can't remember how, how far they were down.
1: You probably remember. I mean, I remember the, it was the fourth and inches play where they challenged it and James White that wasn't one. there. Yeah. I mean, why don't, you, why, don't, why don't you go for it? You're probably – what is Brady's percentage on a Brady sneak? 80-something, 88%? And it's, yeah, it's... two inches? Even if they load the box, I mean, Brady's 6'5", 6'6", 6'4", whatever he is. He can just put his arm there and get the first down. And you noticed – we punted the ball back to him, and we didn't get the ball back. They
0: scored. D.D. D. Westbrook. That, yeah, that was the
1: D.D. Westbrook play.
0: That was right after that. the The other thing that we didn't we didn't really hit on on the defense about D.D. Westbrook is, you know, the Patriots are so good at draft or getting corners, finding corners. They they just find these good players. Yeah. You know, crossing J. C. Jackson, Malcolm, Malcolm Butler, Butler, just a whole. There's a whole bunch of guys that Patriots find. Mm-hmm. But in these these types of games, like I was saying before the game, Gilmore should be on Cole. He's easily he's easily their best receiver. Oh, Keenan Cole by and far. Eric, and Eric Rowe ended up on Keenan Cole, and we know how that turned out. Not very good. And Eric Rowe was on Moncrief, which I, I really didn't get that. I didn't get either of those. I
1: always thought Dante Moncrief was trash. I saw him in Indianapolis. I mean, he just didn't look good to me. He and. I just – I thought, yeah, we should have had Gilmore on Keelan Cole, Eric Rowe, put him in the slot with Didi Westbrook, and they just threw the ball all over us. Blake Bortles, literally 377 yards, four touchdowns, 111 passer rating.
0: Yeah, he was good, man. It was um, – I, like I said, I, I really – I've talked to this about some a couple people. I really don't know what the Patriots do to stop these horizontal offenses. It's it's really tough, you know. If they had a whole off season, kid Pat Mahomes looks absolutely amazing. Their defense sucks, but that Casey Casey is no team to joke around with. If we have a game where we can't score on Casey, they're going to absolutely own our defense they have the potential just own the defense passing deep and through the middle
1: with that cannon that patty mahomes has because right now he i mean he didn't play a game last year right
0: he played one game i think
1: so right now no team has film on him no team knows how to scheme against him so he is just he is talented he knows what he's doing He is just gonna light it up for about probably the first half of the season and once they start getting a little film on him he might go down a little bit but i mean if he has raw talent he is going to be in the run- he's probably going to be in the running for MVP this year as a rookie, just like Zeke was in twenty sixteen. Yeah, for sure.
0: the the thing about The thing about the defense is I'm a little bit more worried about the defense, but the offense with Josh Gordon coming in, yeah, and just how they played, they didn't execute. Josh McDaniels just pissed the fuck off, which you just love to see it. Oh, I love it. You just you just throw this offensive game out. Really, I'm not. I'm not worried about the offense at all. Uh, the de- the defense. I'm. Um, I think going forward, the defense will be better. Yeah. But against these teams like like Jacksonville and KC, the Eagles, the teams that attack the Patriots horizontally, they're going to have success because, like you just you just saw, Corey Grant's catching. Mm-hmm. When you play zone, Corey Grant's going to be open. When you play that online. little
1: soft zone, every single time they're going to be open.
0: Yeah, and if you, when we play man, we just do not have the team speed. Mm-hmm. We j- haven't had the team speed in years to to. To beat those crossers, and we we touch on it, but but I kind of want to get into a little bit more. Um, I'm a huge Patriots fan. I love Dante Hightower. He's the man. Oh yeah. he's done so much for us. But he, guys, he looks like he's running in mud right now. I don't. I don't know what else to say. I don't
1: know if his body's breaking down or he's just still hurt. But I even have it written down here. He looked extremely slow
0: yesterday, and it was caught loafing with D Mac on a play. Yeah. Which they'll get ripped for, but yeah, like like you said, he he just looks slow, and I don't know, man. You know, the, the answer would be, I guess, to put him on the edge. But the thing about Hightower is he's not he's not Chandler Jones. Yeah. He doesn't have the he he he's good on the edge. You know, he can set the thing about Hightower is he he will set the edge. Unlike Claiborne. that's mm-hmm. good. He's gonna set the edge, and I think that's an advantage. He's not some crazy pass rusher, but I think it would be beneficial to put Hightower on the edge going forward a little bit more than we are right now. And Bentley, and I just wish Marquise Flowers was on the team. I'd like to try Griggs to be out there, to be honest, because Landon
1: Roberts is terrible. Yeah, I mean, we saw Griggs be in the preseason. He looked pretty decent. He's fast, man. He's, He's an athlete. And, I mean, if we keep – if Hightower plays like he did last week, playing slow, they're going to have – the offenses are going to have plays where they're going to make Dante just cover the running back, and he can't cover running backs. We've seen it multiple times in past games he gets beat a lot
0: yeah man that, that game was absolutely disgusting just left just left to right the team's the team's speed is just I mean, you, really see, you, you really see it when you play a horizontal yeah. team. You see how slow the, – the guys are running wide open. It's, it's hard. It's hard to defend a team horizontally. And that's what – you know, that's the thing. That's what the Patriots have done so well in the past. You know, they had those teams with Hernandez and Walker, and they yeah. weren't really a deep team. They were no, they were knife they you yeah. up horizontally. And that's, that's – it was so hard to
1: stop, and this is why. And, how, I mean, how do you think that's going to work next week with Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay? Because you know, I you know, don't think a lot of trouble. I mean, I mean, I Patricia's probably going to run the same defense that he did in New England. I mean, and Belichick knows exactly what he's doing. So I think they're going to come out, especially we always have that one game where we just suck and we come back and we play great again. Last year was the Kansas City game. What was the year before? Um, 20, that was 2016. Yeah, we, we lost to the, the Seahawks the Eagles game. <laughs> oh, that Eagles game was awful. Uh, yeah, you uh-huh. had you had
0: a couple games like that that year, the Dolphins game, the Eagles game. Yep. There's a three game stretch where it was pretty bad. But but this game's not a death sentence by any means. No. We're, I'm just kind of I'm not I'm not wor- I'm not worried like at a level 5, but I'm like a level 3 because there's a great chance you could see this team again yep. and yeah, the team might have Josh Gordon but you know, it, all it takes is it takes one night where you're not very good on offense and Blake Bortles is carving you up again. And if they don't have – I think they'll find an answer for that. I think it's going to be really tough. They might have to make a move on defense, but I think, they'll, I think they'll get it done.
1: I mean, they did a little bit better in the second half. Like, they made halftime adjustments. Blake Bortles, he he played a little bit worse than he did in the first half, but they still – they I mean, besides the D.D. Westbrook bomb or – 70-yard pass, whatever. I mean, we had we had them a lot. Like, played good coverage. We, the KVN pick was great. Gilmore forced yep. that fumble, and we yep. just couldn't capitalize off those turnovers.
0: Yeah, it really sucked. It's encouraging to get get those forced fumbles. And INT is we didn't have. It seemed like we didn't have any forced fumbles last year. I think Bottomsie might have
1: got one. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember us getting any turnovers. And then, like, 2014 – was it 2014, 2015? Didn't we have, like – we had one turnover for, like, 20-something games straight?
0: I'm not sure. I I trust you know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure we had (laughs) a game where – it was
1: 2014, 2015 where we would get a turnover a game. I don't know if it was Mayo forcing a fumble, um, Malcolm getting a pick. But I'm – we had a pretty good defense those two years, but now I, whenever I look at this defense, I always just go back to, all right, we're in the 2009 defense again with Terrence Wheatley and Lee Bodden as our corners. No, <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. It, it could, could be, be a worse. lot worse.
1: Or go to yeah, 2011. Or go to 2011 where Edelman is <laughs> playing defensive back.
0: Kyle Arrington. Hey, by the way, Julian Edelman better defensive back than Jordan Richards, and better and linebacker Ed, than Alandon Roberts. No, you just stop with no. Eric Rowe. that will not you will not prosper. <laughs> Eric Rowe's going to shut
1: it Eric going to shut it down next week, and i I won't say anything. Hey, he's listening anything. to this he's right he's listening to this right now, and he's like, "All right, bet, I'm just going to show off and get three picks. I'm gonna pick off you Stafford. know
0: what Ma- Malcolm Butler whined all year last year. Eric Rowe got benched, and you know he was a man about it. he said, "I sucked." You know, on to the next week. Time to get better. So you you like to hear that. You might hear, hate Eric, I yeah. not think he's very good, but at least at least he's not crying like a little baby hey, he, like Malcolm Butler. He
1: hustles. I mean, last year, I, I couldn't stand Malcolm Butler last year. I I nicknamed him Burnt Toast, and when we benched him in the Super Bowl, I was like, okay. I mean, if he, I truly think if he played, we still would have lost.
0: <laughs> yeah, that we're going to talk about that for thirty years. We're we're all going to be like. Seven years old. You know, if Malcolm Butler
1: played in the Super Bowl, we probably win. You hey, think so? Hey, if football's even a thing, fifty years from now. Yeah, you're right.
0: It's gonna be Tom Brady will still be in the league though. Oh, Tom Brady still, will still still thing. Yeah,
1: Tom, Tom Brady will still be in the league, and Marvin Lewis will still be the Bengals coach.
0: <laughs> All right. Any is there anything else we need to get off our chess, man? I'm just so excited about Josh Gordon. I'm happy for our board, Boris. He's probably having a erection right oh, yeah. now. He said he said it's still going, so he might want to get to the hospital check that out. But Josh Gordon, man,
1: it's unreal. That's I can't believe we got Josh Gordon. I I hope his hamstring is good enough to play on Sunday. You know what
0: the the interesting thing about that is a couple of days ago. I, it might have been yesterday, the the day before, during the day. Uh, Michael Lombardi said uh, his hamstring isn't good. The Browns are going to have to injury settle with him. And I looked at that and I was like, man, wow, he's really hurt. And the thing about that is, uh, before the draft, Michael Lombardi says, yeah. you know, Sony Michelle, bone on bone, blah, 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 blah. And he turned out to be right, but it was, it's just funny the timing of how this thing works. Michael Lombardi's low key so, setting pats up. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, what was I going to say? Shit. <laughs> You're, gonna, you're just getting ready to tell me about how Josh Gordon is the best wide receiver to come out of the league since Jerry Rice. Yes.
1: Flash, <laughs> Flash Gordon is the man. Flash Gordon, will, I'm calling it right now. Call it a hot take, whatever you want. Josh Gordon, what, we have 14 more games left. He's going to get 80 catches, probably 800 yards, 13 touchdowns, book it. I just booked that he's going to have a better season than Cooks in less games. Yeah, I mean i I thought Cooks was going to get probably thirteen hundred yards receiving last year. I mean he was pretty good, but he he disappointed a little bit. And I see. I don't know really why we got rid of him, but I don't know why we he's got bad. Rid- he's overrated. I mean, he 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 did he did a little good for the Rams yesterday, but they played the second worst team in the league. He's weak. He's a pass interference merchant. Oh, my God. You are 100% <laughs> right. That's we, we are getting, like you said with Josh Gordon, we are getting a taller, stronger Brandon Cooks with probably better and hands. E-
0: uh, yeah. I mean, when Josh Gordon's not open, he's literally open. You know, he's just like Gronk. The guy is fucking huge. And he's fast. He ran a four three at the end of last year. And yeah. he's, a lot bi- he's a lot bigger than he was in 2013. He's, a lot, he's probably faster than he was in 2013 when he had fucking Jason Campbell throwing him the balls. Oh, and by the way, guys, by the way, if you didn't know, he was fucking high and drunk and got yeah. seven, almost 1,600 some yards. Are you kidding me? He literally fathered the Patriots for 150-some yards. Don't talk about 80 that game. Yard, uh, he had an 80-yard TD on Tlaib where he just stiff-armed
1: him and took it to the damn house. Was that the slant play? It was the slant play. Hey, that's the Odell special right there. And Josh Gordon perfected it before Odell even got into the league.
0: <laughs> man, I-, I was watching that game earlier. Just watched a little bit of Josh Gordon highlights. The man is fucking massive. You know, he's not the sharpest route runner. But he is fucking he's fast. He's so huge. He's fast. quick, and it, and he's and he's sneaky smart. He knows how to get into zones, and I think we'll see that early. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the, the the talk will be about can Josh Gordon pick the learn the learn the offense. I think the guy's low key smart at football, and he'll be able to pick up those little holes in the zone. You'll see it. Yep. Hey,
1: I I have one one thing to say about Josh Gordon, stay off he's, the weed.
0: I mean. Please if... <laughs> You know our boy you, I don't know if you know Evan Laser. Uh, the writer? Yeah, he actually tweeted, uh please Belichick, keep uh keep Josh Gordon away from Duron Harmon and Deron Harmon tweeted him back and was just like, "Yeah, keep that same energy in the in the locker room." Just absolutely. That's what him, that so. was because
1: I saw <laughs> I saw Deron Harmon reply to him, and the tweet was deleted. So I was like, "What did Lazer say to him?"
0: Yeah, that's what hey, he said. He said, "Keep him away from Deron Harmon." <laughs>
1: hey, some, something about Duran. He is from the exact same town I live. His mom, oh, he's a badass. His mom was a teacher Damn. at my middle school, and oh, fuck. His wife, he's smart too. His wife worked at the movie theater that. I, I go to all the time. So, like, when we drafted Duran, I was ecstatic. I was like, Damn, he that's... went to my rival high school, though. So, I mean, I, I can't, really, can't really be a too big fan of him. But, I mean, that's the only Patriots player I've ever met is Duran Harmon.
0: Damn, yeah. That's nice. I mean, his, would you say his, mom, his mom's a teacher? I mean, nice. I mean, she's probably not yeah, a te- I don't know smart. if she's
1: a teacher anymore. Probably had to, She probably retired now.
0: Man, I'm just yeah. I'm excited to see Josh Gordon. Hey, anything else, man? Hey, one, anything, one, anything we missed?
1: What's up? We didn't talk about how Gronk only had two catches.
0: Uh, yeah, it was kind of overlooked. But but Jalen Ramsey didn't line up on him. Gronk was getting held a whole lot. I mean, I wouldn't put too much into it. He the guy gets knocked around. Yeah, they really they really let him play, and it, it's just when you have Dorsett and Hogan and. They have Jalen Ramsey and Bouye covering him. It's just hard for Gronk to get
1: open. Oh, I mean, but when Gronk's not open, he's still open. You saw that pass. You saw that play last week against the Texans where Brady threw it <laughs> perfectly in the seam. Like I don't know why we couldn't just try that one slat yesterday.
0: Well, you know, when the Patriot, the Patriots are, are losing a game, they usually go Gronk Seam, but I think they might have thought this one was out of reach because yeah. the Gronk Seam is one of the most unstoppable passes, but it uh it has a tendency to kill him.
1: Uh, if it you haven't been watching tendency. football for
0: the past couple of years. Yeah, here, it has a years. tendency
1: to kill him a lot. I mean, look at twenty yeah. well, look at the twenty thirteen <laughs> Browns game. Fuck T J Ward for that. Still.
0: Yeah, fuck you T J Ward. Still to this fuck. day.
1: Him and Bernard Pollard, I hate them both.
0: You get in my face with that, will beat your goddamn ass, you <laughs> son of a bitch, you piece of shit, you fucking goddamn fucker.
1: <laughs> uh, what else?
0: Mm. I think that's it, man. Yep. You know, we're, we we poured over Josh Gordon. Uh, I can't wait to see it. i back with Josh Gordon, and I'm ready to absolutely father the motherfucking lions. Uh,
1: we are going to pretty much rape the lions.
0: You heard it here first. You heard it here 50 first. Points. Fifty points. Fifty points. burger. Josh Gordon going for two TDs. Two touchdowns. Two hundred yards. T- high yep. shit.
1: Watch it. Watch it. And watch Brady throw for four hundred. W. <laughs> Big W. We're on the Detroit.
0: On the Detroit, man. Hey, thanks. Thanks for coming on, man. You did a real good job. Appreciate it. Hey. And, uh shout
1: out to shout out to our patch chat. Hey, anytime, Bryson. And shout out to the patch chat, though. We love you so much. And for that. Other patch chat that they made, forget about it. That's the Walmart patch chat. But follow me on Twitter <laughs> at The Real Albert. Alec Helling, fuck you. Yeah, go back to Arizona. Just stay there. Fuck you. <laughs>
0: fuck you, Helling. <laughs> All right, see you later, buddy. All right. Thanks, Bryson.